ready to talk fantasy football, then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. Week 11 of the fantasy football season is pretty much in the books. Got Atlanta, Seattle tonight. The Picking Up the Blitz podcast is going to focus. We're going to come strong. We're going to analyze these games because, Scott, we're hitting the fantasy football playoffs real soon. Yes, we are, my friend. Fantasy football playoffs right around the corner. But before we start, I just need to do one thing. And my friend is cracking up a Cracking open a beer for uh, my uh, rant on the Buffalo Bills. And the oh, last episode, you nailed it. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor, bench for Nathan Peterman. How'd that go, Nathan Peterman? Five picks in the first half? Uh, was that five? Folks, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're new to this podcast, you got to follow Scott's advice. First of all, he told you exactly, exactly what was going to happen in the Pittsburgh game, right on the money, on the Thursday night game against Tennessee. And then he nailed the Bills. And not only that, Tyrod Taylor came back in, Scott, which is good for me in my Dynasty League. Yeah, it's very helpful for you in Dynasty League. They put up, what, 24 points in the game, and Tyrod was responsible for 17 of that. He actually put up, like, 160 and two touchdowns. So that had to help you in the Dynasty League. And how about that Chargers defense in DFS? Excellent huh? selection. Six points? Great selection, man. You were on fire. Absolute fire this week. Really well done. Total across the board. Folks, we have a, a huge podcast for you today. We got to review the games. We got to preview the games. We got DFS. We got Thanksgiving slate. So much more. Partner, what do you say we get into it? Let's go. First quarter. First quarter, Scott. And as we get into the home stretch here, uh, your Yahoo League, we're both battling for playoff spots. Our playoffs start week 13. A lot of leagues, they start week 14. This is pretty much critical juncture. So I thought, Scott, we'd do some fact or fiction for you. I'm going to tell you some things that have occurred. You tell me if it's fact or fiction. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to make the AFC playoffs. Fact or fiction? Yeah, for me, that's a fact. Uh, you know, the AFC outside of those top two teams is wide open. I'm not a firm believer in the Tennessee Titans. I think that Jacksonville defense is very good, good enough to get them there. Probably going to win them the division, in my opinion. As long as Blake Bortles doesn't throw it all around, Jacksonville's in the playoffs. The New Orleans Saints are the best team in the NFC. Fact or fiction? That is fiction. I am leaning towards the Vikings right now, and I know that's crazy to say. Case Keenum. Eagle fans are very upset with you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Case Keenum is still getting things done. That defense is very solid. They shut down that Ram offense. It wasn't Minnesota. Shut them down. Right now, it's the Vikings. I like the Eagles right there, too, as well. The Eagles, you know, I I know they're 9-1. I like the Vikings a lot. The Eagles are right there as well. Fact or fiction? The Los Angeles Chargers are going to win the AFC West. You know what? I want to say fact on this, and I'm going to say fact on this. The wow. Raiders stink. The Raiders stink. The Broncos stink. Oh, by the way, Broncos, let's fire Mike McCoy because it's his fault. He's got no quarterback throwing the football around. Yeah, great job, Denver. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs, you know what? Are, are they getting exposed a little bit? You know, Andy Reid got beat off a bye by a very bad Giants team. The Chargers have a very, very winnable schedule rest of rest of the way and think about it all these close games they lost they could easily be eight and two right now so i'm going to say the Chargers will go out and win the afc west with a paltry nine and seven record four and six scott and they're two games back fact or fiction the 2017 version of the 2015 tim hightower fantasy impact will be the redskins samaje p ryan i saw that i laughed that's fiction I will say no to that. He's a little banged up as well. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see him down the road being able to be that difference maker. He'll be all right. He's gonna he, he, with Chris Thompson out now. Rob Kelly out. He's gonna get more action. I just don't see it though. I don't think he's gonna be that difference maker. New York Giants at Dallas at Chargers and then Week 15, 16. Scott, if you and I were to meet in Yahoo, Cardinals home and Denver home. Woo, frisky. I'm not scared of Samaje. <laughs> Fact or fiction, Scott? It's inevitable that the Steelers and the Patriots are going to meet in the AFC title game. I think this is a fact. Um, and I, obviously that week 15 showdown in Pittsburgh is going to have a lot to say of you know what this outcome may become. The Where's Steelers the game going to be? Well, it's whoever wins week 15, I think, is That's where that game is going to be. That's the question, partner. I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, I'm going to go and say that the game will be in Pittsburgh. I think it'll be a turning of the tables whether or not they win the title game. Yet to be seen. But, I mean, outside of those two teams, I mean, who's the third best team in the AFC? Right now, for my money, it's Jacksonville. Fact or fiction, you're going to owe me French toast at the end of the season. 
Yeah, it's looking like a it's looking like a fact right now. You know, unless Melvin Gordon, you know, trips on a uh, you know a, a marble in his house or something like that. I'm, I, I, it's looking like fact. I mean, Jordan Howard, I can't get him a score. They're giving the ball to Benny Cunningham. They don't let him run in the touchdowns. Tariq Cole, I, I, I've had enough of John Fox in the, he in had the Bears. A score? How, how would I score? Yeah, he had a score. Should have had two. Tariq Cohen off the field at this point. Get him off. Fact or fiction, Jay Cutler was a bad <laughs> prediction by me. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that might have cost you some money DFS-wise, and that is, de- that, is def- that is definitely fact, and I don't know if you noticed, partner, this week's uh, Millionaire is a $75 entry fee yeah, for the 75th Millionaire they're looking to crown. 75 pesos, you ponying up? Yeah, a little too rich for my blood, my friend. Sorry. Uh, if, I, if I had started someone else besides Jay Cutler, except for Dak Prescott, Scott, because it really is amazing, only only Mike Randall could have a choice between <laughs> Philip Rivers uh, da- Derek Carr and Dak Prescott, and I choose the one guy who probably Scott was the only quarterback this week who had negative fantasy points, right? Dak Prescott, I think he's the only guy out of thirty-two. Right? Yeah, you know what? I mean, whether <laughs> whether or not it's that offensive line or the fact he's got no Zeke, but he's starting to slowly drift into that area. I thought he might have been early on in the year, but uh, yeah, Philip Rivers uh, helped me out in the afternoon slate, cashed me a little bit there with his big game. Him and Keenan Allen. I did not pull the trigger on sitting Keenan Allen for A.J. Green. I don't think it's going to cost me, but I wish I would have did because that was about 38 points on the bench. Yeah, you know what Dak Prescott's going to be next week, Scott? He's going to be on the waiver wire. Second quarter. All right, second quarter. Folks, what we're going to do is we're going to do all the games because we have such a robust podcast here for you. A lot of fantasy football action. Thanksgiving week is one of the most exciting weeks for fantasy football. So we're going to get through all the games. We're going to go a little quickly, but we'll do them all here, NFC and AFC. Scott, the pleasure is all yours. You had it predicted to a T from DeMarco Murray to Ben Roethlisberger, the whole bit. Talk to me about the Steelers' offense. Steelers' offense did what we've been waiting for them to do. It was a sluggish first half. It had me a little bit worried watching this game, but they uh, they went out and did it, but they did it through the air. This was not the Le'Veon Bell show. This was that Ben Roethlisberger game we'd been waiting for. He was one yard away from 300, four touchdowns, took advantage of a, you know, a, a young Titans team that was you know in prime time trying to make a name for themselves there, just couldn't get it done when it counted in the second half. 299 to 4 picks for Roethlisberger, making that trade I made a couple weeks ago look even better, especially rest of season when you now look at the schedule they got going on with Green Bay, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and, of course, that monster showdown week 15 against New England. So a big game for Ben. Le'Veon Bell, 12 for 46, 9 catches, 57 yards. He doesn't score, but he still gets you a decent amount of points. Antonio Brown, he had that breakout. We said that one was coming. I was expecting that as well. We got it, 10 for 144 and 3 scores. Your boy Juju, 4 for 47 was involved, but this was a Ben A.B. game all the way through. Um, huge win for them. They stay atop the AFC. Rest of season, Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant. I, I'm, I'll say Juju Smith-Schuster, but I'm telling you now, Martavis Bryant will score this week. I'm going to put that out there. He's going to score a touchdown take, Sunday, night, Sunday night at home against the uh, Green Bay Packers with Brett Hundley on NBC. That's a mod game, Scott, mother of God. Go over, to the ti- go over to the Titans. You said something that's ridiculous. You really think DeMarco Murray's droppable? I think DeMarco Murray, uh, you know how I feel about DeMarco Murray. To me, he's no more than a mid-road RB2, and he gave you eight carries for 10 yards. Yes, I know he scored three touchdowns two weeks ago against me when you, know, you, had a, you beat me head-to-head and so be it. But outside of that, what has he really done this year? Is he droppable? Rest of schedule. I mean, before you answer the question, rest of schedule. At Indy, Houston, at Arizona, at San Fran, home Rams. I mean, the Houston game's tough. Arizona, San Francisco is not because they both sink against the run. So, yeah, is he droppable? Probably not. I mean, but he's not more than an RB2. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry and they, they, they split the carries. He had eight carries for 10 yards. Henry had seven for 32. You are you you I mean you rolling out confidently each week that Demarco Murray is going to give you 15, 16 points? I just don't see it. I am. He, he, he looks I, a little I, I, to me. I think they. Split oh, the I know because I sl- you know what? You call out truthers on the show. You are a Demarco Murray truther. Bottom line, that's what you are. They're not. They're not. I think the Titans are good. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Don't ask me how. I think they are. Well, of course they are. The because yeah. the rest of the AFC stinks. If they get their fanny kicked by thirty points, yes, the carries are split. But when the game's close, as you've seen last week, when the game two weeks ago, when the game is close, he's going to get the majority of the carries. I just think you got better options, and you also you hedged your bet. You said you wouldn't. You did it in Yahoo. Couldn't find you sent anybody, out, man. You sent out Murray find, and the Steelers defense. Ima- imagine if I started Thomas Rawls, by the way. <laughs> uh, Thomas. Rawls. 
By the way, the Seahawks found themselves a new running back, Mike Davis. <laughs> six carries, 18 yards. Maybe he's the answer. Scott, I guess what? Eddie Lacy still couldn't get it in from the one. I, st- I started far and wide trying to find somebody. I just couldn't. I didn't want to split it, man. I just didn't have anybody. There's no other options. The oh, the lolly guy from the Raiders? I mean, <laughs> I really didn't have anybody. Yeah, that's a tough option. I get it. Scott, I get it. I'm Scott, just not a Murray guy. Scott, really quick. Receivers. Rashard Matthews, is he the wide receiver one moving forward? Or do you still think it's Corey Davis because he had more targets? Seven targets to uh, six. No, it's, it, I think it's Rashard Matthews. I mean, Matthews got free on a big play for 75 yards. You take that away, and he had, what, 30, 48 yards. So, you know, not that much there. 38 yards it was after that. But I think he's still the guy. I think Mariota's got a nice rapport with him. He works there. And then Delaney Walker had his game six for 92, pretty much what we said he would have, uh, just didn't score. He should have scored. He dropped a wide-open touchdown in the end zone. Uh, but, yeah, it's Matthews for me. Corey Davis, maybe next year. What do we got next? We got next on the docket. We're going all the way through. We got the Lions and the Bears. NFC matchup. Lions win this game 27-24. I know our esteemed cousin, you know, Mr. Negativity, went out there and he loved that Stafford to take combinations. Thought about the Lions. Talk to me about the Lions fantasy-wise. Lions are going to be fine. I was really excited about the Marvin Jones back uh, bounce back game. I thought it was going to happen. He led the team with seven targets. Everybody can eat each week. Uh, Eric Ebron, you mentioned it last time, is starting to be an issue. He had seven targets as well. I like Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate on Thanksgiving. I think he's going to be fine on the carpet there. Uh, TJ Jones, maybe the guy who sort of fades out. He's still hanging around. Four receptions, 55 yards, and five targets. I like Golden Tate. I like Marvin Jones. Ebron's okay moving forward. I'm not worried about Kenny Galladay. He's he's a Deshaun Jackson type of guy. Scott, feast or famine. Again, a 40-yard catch. The other catch was one for 12. That's what he's going to be. I still believe in Amir Abdullah. I'm a truther for him. I think at some point he's going to pop, but he did not in this game. Went against a tough Bears defense on the road. That's always going to be tricky. Flipping over to the Bears, man. And Stafford's great, by the way. Stafford on Thanksgiving is automatic. You must play Matt Stafford on Thanksgiving if you know nothing. Remember, Scott, a couple weeks, uh, years ago, the Calvin Johnson three-touchdown game on Thanksgiving? I do. Yeah, yeah so. Maybe. Who's it? Golden Tate or Marvin Jones on Thanksgiving? Uh, why, don't we, why don't we split the baby with the bathwater, two and one. But uh, he, he'll be fine on Thanksgiving. Trubisky, you're not playing unless a rerun. Listen, I know Jordan Howard. I'm with you. The Tree Cohen stole the touchdown there. He did have 15 carries, 125 yards, eight yards a carry and a touchdown. I mean, I think if I told you beginning game that the Jordan Howard would have 125 yards and a touchdown, I think you would have taken it they need yeah to, i'm just looking for one of those huge games to catch up to you but of course I, I and they need there was some uh, article in the paper in chicago they need to get Tariq Cohen involved you know why because it's don Lemon and it's adam shaheen although i had a feeling about shaheen just kidding did you but uh don Lemon, i think is a wide receiver three moving forward i still like him he's the number one option i would not start shaheen jordan howard's gonna be great listen i think it was a nice win for the lions on the road lions and tigers and bears oh my right scott yeah, that works for me. I like that analogy. It's a good game. You know, the Bears are hang tough in these games. The Bears are close. You know, they're maybe a year or two away. I think they need new guidance, but they're close. But big win for the Lions uh, if they want to take take advantage of no Rodgers and get a shot to win this division. One of the toughest games, Scott, weather-wise. Jacksonville 19, Cleveland 7. Cleveland's going to beat somebody, Scott. I, I have a feeling who I think it's going to be, by the way. We'll get to that in a minute. But talk, this game was terrible. There was snow. Talk to me. Jacksonville, Cleveland. I guess the best player overall. I mean, Fournette was okay, but also the Jacksonville defense? Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville defense, I think they put up close to 30 points uh, in your CBS League for sure. I think it was like 33 points they put up in the CBS League. So they were all over the place. Jacksonville defense doing what they did. They sat Kaiser five times, two interceptions. They got a defensive touchdown very late, which, oh, by the way, helped someone cover the spread, I believe. Not us, but it definitely helped anybody to play Jacksonville. Uh, listen, Jacksonville's defense is, is extremely good. They are a top five defense, in my opinion, if not better than that. The key is Bortles. Don't make any mistakes, and he has not. His numbers aren't great. He's not fantasy relevant. We joked about playing him this week where people did, 154 in a touchdown, rough conditions. But as long as he doesn't turn the football over, this team is going to be competitive, and they're going to be there. They're making the playoffs, and I think they're going to win the division. Fournette, 28 for 111. I know there's some talk he wasn't going to play going into this, but he did. He did what he had to do, averaged four yards a carry. Outside of that, listen, if Fournette ever goes down, T.J. Yeldon's your guy, I believe, PPR Sure, he'll get action there. I think Chris Ivory is strictly be goal line situations. Marquise Lee, nine targets, five for 45. D.D. Westbrook got on the field, got some action, gets six targets. Yeah, Scott, 100, 165 yards less than he had predicted, right? Didn't he say 200 yards? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> listen, he, he, everyone can't get him right all the time. But, you know, he got on the field, he got six targets, he caught three balls. So he'll he'll get involved in this offense. And you could see him a little bit of a, uh, maybe, a, you know, I don't want to say Cordero Patterson type, but he can get involved like that, but he'll be involved a little more than that. Uh, Mercedes Lewis scored a touchdown. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but Mercedes Lewis scored a touchdown. 1.3 catches per game with him. It was ridiculous. Scott, let me just jump in here. Give me win or loss. Cleveland at Cincinnati. 
at Cincinnati. I, this this is a win for the Browns, and I think really? this is the game. Wow. I do think this is the game. The Browns Bengals games are always a little iffy to handicap. Uh, the I just gut feeling. I think the Browns go in and they beat Cincinnati for Hugh Jackson. Well, well, you took my 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 thunder. I'll finish it though at the Chargers. Ah, uh, that's a loss. Home Green Bay. You know what? Yeah, that's that the game. could be that's a win. Game. Yeah, that's the game. That, that's that's the one I picked. Sure. <laughs> it could be a win. My home friend. Baltimore. Baltimore's going to make the playoffs, by the way, whether you like it or not. Somebody's going to get it. Baltimore's going to make it by default. Yeah, I mean, by again, default. <clears throat> at Chicago. No, Chicago wins. That and game. then if this game doesn't mean anything at Pittsburgh. I mean, if it doesn't mean anything, I still think Landry, Landry Jones beat them last year. I think he'll beat them again. Oh, okay. All right. So we're pretty much at Cincinnati. I like Green Bay. You like at Cincinnati, but we, we're admitting they will win a game. They won't go into field. No, yes, I think they do win a game, I and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's next week. That's, uh, yeah. If I, if I'm picking a game, I think they beat the Bengals next week. That's just my opinion on that situation. Fair enough. Let's go to another thrilling uh, fantasy game: Ravens Packers. In I got this one dead wrong. I thought I, I didn't think the Ravens would be that good. I know the Packers aren't that good, but the Ravens twenty-three to twenty. Um, you, you got anything you want to talk about from a fantasy standpoint in this game? Only thing is. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in Green Bay. He's the combination of the juke moves from Cobb with the hands and the the, the uh, reliability of Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson is droppable. Can you believe I'm saying that? Jordy Nelson is droppable. Devontae Adams, 8 for 126. I think he's the best play moving forward. I don't like Jamal Williams. I think if Ty Montgomery comes back, he can be useful. But that that's a mess right now. Brett Hundley, three interceptions. He's obviously not ready. Flacco does what Flacco does. Danny Woodhead. Started catching some passes. Scotty had six targets, five receptions. That could go up. But just be careful with your Woodhead predictions, folks, because Javoris Allen's still there, may get the goal line carries. Alex Collins got a touchdown, but it wasn't at the goal line. It was sort of a few yards out. Mike Wallace, Jeremy Macklin, no thank you. Just not, like I said, not interested in this game at all. Although uh, Scott Richard Rogers had a catch for three yards. Uh, he did. Hindsight 2020, Mike McCarthy, maybe he was a little too overconfident in his backup quarterback. Maybe, maybe they should have looked somewhere else. That's correct. Yes. Tampa Bay 30, Miami 20. A little shocked at this game. This is the only one I got wrong on my picks. We both went 3-1, had a good had a good week. I just thought Miami would score. They didn't. I was kind of lucky because I needed a cheap, uh, a cheap quarterback in one of my DFS lineups. So I took – or my Yahoo lineups. So I took Fitzpatrick. Didn't matter. But uh, Buccaneers 30, Dolphins 20. Scott, start with the losing team. The Dolphins at home. Cutler, obviously no interest. Matt Moore, Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake. Talk to me. You think is Cutler bench? Do you think this is Matt Moore's team going forward? I hope so. I mean, I mean, I listen. I mean, Cutler, Cutler came out of retirement for this, and you know, it looks not interested like always. Uh, I don't have any interest in Matt Moore. I was very disappointed in Kenyon Drake going uh, yeah in that game. Seven carries, only four yards. Very disappointed. Damian Williams, and yeah, maybe it's going to be one of those where it's going to be one week Williams, one week Drake. So be it. So maybe you can you can try to find the right one as an RB two. I'll still stick with Kenyon Drake and just say this was a game that got out of hand for them. Um, Kenny Stills, I mean, I talked about how they'd all have big games. Parker really did. Landry scored. Kenny Stills, 7 for 180. I mean, most of that damage done with Matt Moore. Putting himself in that low wide receiver two category, I think maybe Kenny Stills going forward. Acting a little bit more than Feast or Famine. Landry does what he does. Target target machine gets 11, 6 for 95. Parker only 4 for 26. I think he'll be fine. Uh, Landry, to me, stays as a wide receiver one. Parker flirts with one. Low, uh, high wide receiver two, low wide receiver one. And I think Stills going forward gives you low wide receiver two uh, production. Dobbs have a good rush defense, so Doug Martin was not a great play. I do think the breakout for Mike Evans is coming, Scott, because you know Fitzpatrick. He he likes to lock on one guy and just ram it to him over and over again. So Evans should be fine. Uh, O.J. Howard, Deshaun Jackson, Chris Godwin? You know, can't get a read there. O.J. Howard, where's, where's Cameron Break? I mean, what, what what's going on here? Now Break getting phased out of this? Is, or is it just like you said, Fitzpatrick's just keying in on one or two guys? Deshaun Jackson is the same. He's feasted for him. He scored a touchdown, but only had two catches on three targets. I don't. I haven't seen enough out of Chris Godwin to say he's a reliable week out, week in, week out option. So for me, Mike Evans is definitely going to get that breakout soon. My question to you is: Does Jameis Winston play again this year? They shouldn't play him. They shouldn't play him. He's the problem is Scott, and and I go back to this: the completion percentage. You talk about field goal percentage in basketball. I think it's a huge one. I was never a fan of Allen Iverson. I thought he was overrated because he took 5 million shots in the NBA. You need a good completion percentage. Winston is not a high completion percentage guy. Neither is Cam Newton. The reason that they're both effective is they run, and Winston has not been running this year, and he's not going to run, Scott, if he's injured. Shut him down. Bring him back next year. This game also had some implications for you Vegas fans, in case you didn't notice. That touchdown on that flea flicker, let's toss it around all around, made this game go over instead of under. 
Oh, very good. Locked into Vegas. Yeah, you got this one on your picks, Mike. Rams went into Minnesota. Offense was shut down by that Viking defense. Vikings 24, Rams 7. We'll start with the visitors. Jared Goff didn't turn it over. Was sacked twice. 225 does not get a touchdown in this game. Your thoughts and concerns on Goff going forward? Yeah, all those Jared Goff people that made big trades for Jared Goff and were bragging. I guess they don't have much to say now because it's still Jared Goff. He's fine at home on the road. He's questionable. No Everson Griffin in this game, Scott, and the Vikings still did very well. The Vikings are going to play, but they're a good team. They're a good team. They're well coached. They have Teddy Bridgewater waiting in the wings, but Keenum isn't doing anything to give the job up. I think Goff is fine at home. I just think people got way too overreacted way too much. The Sammy Watkins disaster continues. I mean, I, I guess he just can't separate. Or Robert Woods is drawing the, you know, we're Robert seven. Woods. Robert Woods a one now. I wouldn't say he's a one. I, I mean, this say is he's back a one. to back weeks with double digit targets, eight catches. Yeah, back to back, I mean, back to back weeks. That's a little bit knee jerk, my partner. I, I, I just don't think that. Ro- I think Robert Woods next week could be three for thirty six. It wouldn't change anything. I, I know he's getting some tough matchups, but they line him up all over the place. If he's home, I'd play Robert Woods. On the road, I probably would look to go elsewhere. Over on the Vikings side, Latavius Murray's going to get the goal line touches, folks. McKinn's involved. This game, he caught five or seven passes, just didn't get to go far. So they're looking for him. He'll be involved in PPR. Don't worry about Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Thielen, big game yet again. Stefan Diggs, a little more feast or famine. Thielen is reliable. Adam Thielen is going to be a top seven wide receiver at the end of the season. Scott, you called the beginning of the year, and you're going to be right on the money. He's been excellent. He gets the targets. He he has a good connection with Keenum. Be interesting to see if Bridgewater comes back, if he continues that, because I think the quarterback connection is there. But outside of that, Kyle Rudolph, even 5 for 58. So the Vikings are rolling. Rams will be fine. They go back home. 4-1 and one away, Scott. First loss for the Rams on the road. Yeah, this game changed uh, its direction on that Cooper Cup fumble right inside the one there. It changes the entire complexion of this football game for the Rams. The pinball machine game of the weekend. The Saints 34, the Redskins 31. Redskins had this game won. They were outplaying them the entire time. But Houdat Nation at home erupts. Scott, I saw a, a tweet. I forget who it was from that. Kamara and Mark Ingram may be the greatest fantasy football teammate running back duo in the history of fantasy football. It's not that far off, man, because they're both high RB1s, and that never happens. Yeah, they're, they're, they're working their way towards that for sure. We, we at one point in time thought about that of Freeman and Coleman in Atlanta, but right now, the way Ingram is running the ball, and he's just Ingram has become as reliable. He is an automatics uh one every week and he's top two now. I mean, you put him probably right with Bell, maybe even ahead of Bell right now. And those are the top two running backs. Kareem Hunt's falling off. Gurley's there as well, but Ingram's just been automatic. Kamara does it both ways, passing game and the running game. So it's a heck of a one-two uh, punch, which are both RB1s, like you said, each week. Looking at the receivers, Kobe Fleener had a decent game, 5 for 91, but I don't think you're trusting him. And I think that the Kamara production has hurt Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is good, but not great, Scott, right? Uh, he's, yeah, good, but not great. But still got the eleven targets, got the ninety-one yards. The Colby Fleener thing—that just—that's a one-week thing for me. I mean, he's had too many chances to make an impression from a fantasy standpoint. Yes, Kamara takes away from Thomas, but you know what? Still six for ninety-one. He'll get in the end zone eventually. I think the one that we're starting to see is maybe being phased out here is Willie Sneed. Uh, yeah, he missed some time and he's yet to really get going. Ted Ginn still got six for eighty-seven. So Thomas still a wide receiver one. Ginn's in that wide receiver two category. But like I said, those running backs are one and one A. You know, last year, Scott, everybody talked about the return of the running back, right? Everything, everybody was zero RB last year, myself included, and the running back sort of exploded, right? Dave Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott. This year, it's gone the other way, and I'm just going to throw this out there for the listeners. The reason I like Samaj P. Ryan, I'm not telling you he's the second coming of Walter Payton or Eric Dickerson. What I am telling you is over the next three or four weeks, as you're getting ready, I defy you to name 12 running backs who are going to get the majority of the touches. Kelly is hurt. Thompson is hurt, who are going to get the majority of touches and goal line carries and receptions on a high-powered offense. No, I get it. I get it. I understand that. And you're right now. With Thompson out and Kelly out, he's going to be the only game in town. I get it. I'm not saying, Scott, he's Mark Ingram. I'm not saying he's Le'Veon Bell. But I'm saying next week, Scott, against the Giants, he is an RB1. You can take that to the bank. I'll tell you right now, he'll be better than DeMarco Murray the rest of the season. Oh, I agree with you, man. I won't won't argue that. I won't even argue that. God, you have to give me points for that bet. Look at the receivers. Scott, Josh Dotson, you've liked him. Four receptions, 81 yards. Is he coming around? Jameson Crowder was solid uh, too, but who do you like better? Dotson or Crowder, rest of the schedule. Yeah, I hope Dotson's coming around. Listen, I think he's got the talent and the ability. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to lean still Crowder, rest of the schedule, because Crowder's been doing it now a couple weeks in a row. But Dotson's right there. I like I like him a lot. Vernon Davis, again, 67 yards from a tight end standpoint. We know Jordan Reed. 
And with the Redskins on a short week, probably not going to see Jordan Reed again. Scott, I'm just curious. Would you be interested in starting Vernon Davis as a tight end against the New York Giants on Thanksgiving? I'm not sure how you feel. Would you start hey, Vernon Davis? Are you having turkey on Thursday? Uh, <laughs> um, are you, what, are, is there a chance you're going to light your hair on fire on Thursday? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Vernon Davis, listen. We, we'll get to that game later, but Kelsey did score, but he still tore it up. Vernon Davis is a must-go, and it'll probably be about 60%, 70% owned in those uh, Turkey Day DFS slates. Last question before we move on. In one of my leagues, Scott, I have this debate. I'm curious what the listeners would would, would uh, advise us to do. Feel free to tweet us, folks, at PUT Blitz with the answer to this. I have Jamison Crowder, I have Samaj P. Ryan, and I have Vernon Davis. Scott, if you had to sit one of those Redskins against the Giants on Thursday night, who are you sitting? Davis, Crowder, P. Ryan. Oof. I am – if you had to sit one – If you had to sit one. Would you start all three, by the way? I don't know if I can. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough. You know I'm not sitting P. Ryan. I'm not I look at Thanksgiving Day as a different Thursday night slate because we're used to this. But if you had to sit one, it's Crowder. I agree with you. Well done. Hey, we agree. Great. Davis is a must-go. And look, he's, I, I'm not a P.R. guy, but he's gonna he's got to be – uh, a, a go against the Giants. Yeah. I think the Giants had their uh, moment, as we'll get to in a minute. Scott, feel free to block me on Thursday because the, the, the gifs of Samaj P. Ryan will be fast and furious if he does It's quite all right. <laughs> I, I can handle them all as uh, Austin Hoopa scores a touchdown for the Falcons. Hoopa. Chiefs, Giants. I just hinted at this one. This is probably the head scratcher of the week. Andy Reid, so good off a of bye, goes into MetLife Stadium against a you know, a giant team that quit against San Francisco, but then had a big, you know, heart to heart with the coaches. You know, we really got into it. Ben McAdoo said in the defense, Giants beat the Chiefs 12 to 9. What what happened here? And oh, by the way, you called it. Alex Smith was going to draw a pick. He didn't draw one. He drew two. Interesting, Scott. I heard uh, Mike Francesa, of course, great uh, f- uh, radio uh, broadcaster out here in, in New York. I was listening to him today. He had some interesting callers come in and say things that are, are worth mentioning here very quickly. Number one, once the win was bad and we heard the win was going to be bad, you really should have taken the points here with the Giants because there's not going to be a lot of scoring, Scott. I think it was 13 points. So once that win was happening, we already did our, our podcast, so we can't put in. But I think both of us would have taken the 13. Listen, Eli did okay. He's battling. Dark was scored. Nice for him. He's a decent RB2 moving forward. Roger Lewis, there was no Sterling Shepard in this game. If Sterling Shepard played, I think he would have been decent. I think he's a nice play moving forward. Roger Lewis had the one catch, though. Outside of that, there just wasn't much going on. Travis Kelsey, 8 for 109. Kareem Hunt, listen, had 73 yards, and he's fine. My issue is I thought 18 for 73, Scott, at the beginning of the year was what Kareem Hunt was going to do. That's what I thought he was, and that's what he's been the last freaking 10 weeks, okay? Pretty much, but he's going to score. They have a game against the Bills at home. I'm sure he'll get in the end zone there. It'll be fine. Here's my question. Ready for this one? This was an interesting one the caller brought up. Given that the wind was so bad, Scott, cut me off when you have the answer. Give me that the, given that the wind was so bad and Alex Smith doesn't have a strong arm, if you were Andy Reid, would you have put Pat Mahomes in this game? No, no, no. Dude, all right, listen, this, uh, and look, I know Pat Mahomes comes in with a lot more accolades He's got a gun, man. He's got a gun. I know gun. he comes in with a lot more expectations <laughs> than Nathan Peterman did, but you cannot right now, and there's been a lot of talk about this locally too. I've been hearing it on the radio on both on ESPN radio and so forth and the Francesa channel that we listen to. About bringing this kid in right now, you're six and four. I know you've lost four out of five, but you cannot unless you think you have no shot in the playoffs. I know the kid has got a got a big arm, but is he going to win them a Super Bowl? No, I'm just saying for the second half of this game because the weather was so bad. I mean, yeah, they did have Travis Kelsey throwing a pass, Scott. Let me ask you something. <laughs> you, bring him in, you bring him in second half of this game, and he wound up winning this game. What does that do for you rest of the season? Oh, the, does that mean Alex Smith is done? Uh, my partner, you, you, you're going to bench a guy who who has three picks and 18 touchdowns. Who listens to NPR on the way to work? Maybe. I mean, there are worse things in life, man. If he comes in and plays well, isn't there? I mean, there are worse decisions to what, have. What, what are your? I think thoughts the Bills the would like to have forward. somebody come in and do. <laughs> do you think the Chiefs are going to give up this AFC West? No, I I think that they they will right the ship. I think it was the wind. 
I think Andy Reid, I think they're going to beat the Bills next week badly. Their defense is not where it used to be. Eric Berry not being there changes the whole game, by the way. If you want a deep flyer, how about Charles Clay next week? I know. I don't know who's going to be quarterback, but I'm just saying. No, I, I think. better be Tyrod Taylor. I, I think I think it will be solid, but I'm just throwing it out there. Would I have put Pat Mahomes in? I don't know, but he was having trouble throwing the ball. And if you're going to have Travis Kelsey throw a pass, Scott, and Shane Vereen throw a pass, both of which, man, were intercepted, maybe you give Pat Mahomes a look. I it's got to be. A, is that the first time that's happened in any game? <laughs> two two non quarterback throw picks? again travis kelsey doing more obscene gestures i'm sure when that got intercepted <laughs> a la baker mayfield texans 31 cardinals 21 sneaky interesting game here there's some storylines across the board didn't think it was going to be exciting but it was start with the cardinals they have jacksonville coming in next week scott blaine gabbard threw three touchdowns any interest <laughs> nope no interest at all listen he did a lot better than i thought he would uh, you know, we were at a family function most of the day yesterday, so we we're looking at phones, looking at scores. And when I got home, checked it out, looked three touchdowns, did throw two picks, much better than I expected for him to do, though. A couple things to be interested here: Adrian Peterson, fourteen attempts, twenty-six yards. I don't think it's about Arizona Scott. I think it's more about the Houston rush defense. That's pretty much worth monitoring. Houston shuts down running backs. That's pretty, pretty much it. Straightforward, right? Yeah, they they do. And you know, from this Arizona rushing standpoint, we just got news today: Andre Ellington was cut. So now it's Adrian Peterson, and that's it. Uh, you know, I guess uh, his time ran out in Arizona, so Ellington's a free man. I'm sure he'll catch on with somebody. Hey, maybe the Seahawks could use a running back with some ability. But So this is Peterson seems going forward, but after that big breakout game, he's really done nothing uh, in the past couple of weeks. Texans run defense, Scott, rest of season, just for, just for your own knowledge, at Ravens, at Titans, uh, <laughs> Niners, <laughs> and Jaguars, and Steelers. Just something to think about moving forward. They do stop the run. Arizona receiving, Larry Fitzgerald really has done a nice job here. I, I heard, heard they're resigning him, Scott. They resigning one more year. Is that they possible? did. One one year, I believe, $11 million for Larry Fitzgerald. And by the way, I had a feeling on Ricky Seals-Jones. Oh, me too. Yeah, Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, I think it was an easy play. We definitely would have, would have, we should have done that. No problem. Uh, the rest of the – that's a joke, folks. The rest of the Arizona receivers, J.J. Nelson, John Bowne, Jerron Brown, nothing. Over to the other side, DeAndre Hopkins only had nine targets, but he did have a touchdown. Hey, Scott, interesting one. Bruce Ellington, talk to me. Uh, I think it's more of the fact that just Will Fuller has been hurt and he's not there. I don't know if I trust Ellington going forward. For me, it's Hopkins. And that's about it. But big injury in the rushings in the running back court. Uh, so pairing. mad, man. I'm with you. I'm so mad. I, I, I'm waiting for Deonta Foreman to take over. And I think he would have taken over. But he, he two touchdowns. And then what did he do? He, he shatters Achilles, I guess, in the end zone. Yeah, it didn't look good. Uh, he's definitely not going to be playing for the foreseeable future. I believe he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So back to Lamar Miller. Uh, team. But yeah, Foreman did look good for a little while. He was uh, on the verge of tipping that uh, scale in his favor. And then. Unfortunate injury. A lot of unfortunate injuries uh, all across the board this year. Well, you get the game that I talked about. It's all good here. Chargers 54. Nathan Peterman has just threw another interception. The Bills 24. Let's start from a Bills standpoint. What would you think of Nathan Peterman? He's just not ready. I mean, they're in tank mode. We went through this before. Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable quarterback. Somebody will pick him up, and he'll do fine next year. For the rest of this season, though, at least Sean McCoy had a good game, which you weren't sure about. I know the Chargers... Rush defense hasn't been great all year, but lately they've been actually better. As for the receivers, it's going to be difficult to predict unless Tyrod is definitely in there. I have a feeling, though, they may go back to Peterman because here's the thing. You don't pull the kid out after five interceptions. If you were crazy enough to make the move, I wouldn't be surprised if he started against Scott. I wouldn't do it, but McDermott in the press conference was talking about I put it on Twitter. He's talking about like he has a chance. I mean, it's ridiculous. Zay it's a Jones, tough place to play next week, Kansas City. No, I know. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, Charles Clay, three for 27. Calvin Benjamin injured. I guess he's done. Is he done for the year? <laughs> Sounds like it. They, they said it wasn't torn, but it's going to be out for a little while. So yeah, If you're really stuck, you need somebody. Somebody got injured, you could pick up Zay Jones. Over on the other side, welcome back, Keenan Allen. 12 receptions, 159 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Williams is there. Travis Benjamin, feast or famine. Austin Eckler. Uh, I did get a rushing touchdown, but that was late in the game. Terrell Williams is is dead. We should play the music for him. And Melvin Gordon, actually, Scott, got four yards per carry. Isn't it amazing? It took the Bills, but he got four yards per carry. Can't, can't believe it. Four yards per carry, Melvin Gordon, my man. My man. <laughs> Getting that four-pointer. No catches either. I need every bit of that. Yeah, you did, for sure. Bengals 20, Broncos 17. Interesting game here. How long are they going to stay with Brock Osweiler, quarterback? Look I at, don't think they are. I think Paxton Lynch is getting the nod from what I'm reading. He's going to be starting this week. It's about time. Demarius Thomas, though, doesn't mind uh, Brock Osweiler. He still does well when Brock Osweiler is there. Emmanuel Sanders had a bad game. I thought he bounced back. His numbers were good against Cincinnati. Is Devontae Booker taking over this backfield, Scott? 
Starting to. Uh, I know you uh, like C.J. Anderson from a DFS standpoint, 13 for 37 in the touchdown. I mean, Booker's getting there. I mean, the, the carries are there, and the uh, receptions are there. And at this point, at 3-7, and seven, I'm sure Lynch and Booker have probably played together on the second team and third team so forth. So I would see uh, – I'd expect to see Booker out there a lot more going forward. Late fumble by Anderson was an absolute killer. Over on the other side, boy, Andy Dalton, three touchdowns, but a very economical 15 of 25 or 154 yards. Joe Mixon, man, just can't get going, but at least he's yeah. getting the carries now. Giovanni Bernard, it's baffling to me that he is not involved in this passing game. And A.J. Green salvages a bad day with a touchdown catch. Yeah, you pretty much summed it up right there. I mean, the Mixon, Mixon's getting a little bit frustrating now because you keep waiting. I know he had a touchdown, but he it's not cracking more than 50, 55 yards a game, and it's starting to get a little frustrating as time runs out on this uh, fantasy season for us. New Mexico City, we had the Patriots. Beat the Raiders 33-8. to Ask Bill Belichick if he wants to go back. He is in, quote, no rush to go back to Mexico City. Patriots win the game 33-8. to uh, Conclusions for me real quick in this game is the Raiders stink. Uh, other than that, you want to break this down, feel free to do so from a fantasy standpoint, my friend. I agree with you. The Raiders have been very disappointing. I do think the Raiders are going to have some decent matchups moving forward. When they're home, like, for example, next week against the Broncos, I have no problem starting. And that Broncos defense is not what it used to be. No Wade Phillips, the whole thing. They're in free fall. Raiders are going to need a win here. I like the Raiders next week in the 425 game. Cooper, Crabtree, Carr, all the Cs. But, yes, they have not been good. Then they host the Giants, also a game I like them in. Then they go to the Chiefs and they host the Cowboys. Listen, I don't think the Raiders are good, Scott, but I think there's some fantasy potential there, except for Week 16 at the Eagles, by the way. That is not the game you want to play. There. Yeah, that, that'll be rough. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, you have not liked him all year. You've been right on the money. He's just very pedestrian, very mediocre. They got blown out in this game. Amari Cooper got a cheap, cheap touchdown late. Crabtree seems to be the most reliable guy. Jared Cook, surprising, only two receptions, 36 yards. Of course, the one week I put him in my big money DFS lineup. He doesn't perform. That's a bit of sour grapes. Over on New England, Scott, Tom Brady, moving on. This is why you don't trust the Rex Burkhead. This is why you don't do the knee-jerk reaction pick up Rex Burkhead. He's going to be good. He's going to be bad. He's going to be up. He's going to be down. Uh, James White has not done well lately. He had no catches in this game. Five carries, 13 yards. You know what that means? The James White game is coming, folks. So take it easy. It is. It's coming. If you had to pick one, you go Deion Lewis because he's versatile. Danny Amendola, eight for 66 and a touchdown. But Hogan will be back at some point. Brandon Cooks pretty much told me to stick it, right? He had a couple deep, deep bomb catches. He had nine targets, six receptions. I think that's more an indictment of the Raiders secondary. But he did have a very, very good week. And Gronkowski has not exploded. So here's my point. At some point, somebody's exploding here. It's just hard to figure figure out who it is. I think you're going to start your regulars. And unless you really had a feeling, man, I would stay away from Patriots because it's too hard to predict. That's for sure. It definitely is. And the nightcap game, Scott Eagles, 37 Cowboys, nine. I'm going to start with this. I don't think it's Ezekiel Elliott. I think it's Tyron Smith. A hundred percent agreement. I mean, look, Morris went 17 for 91. So he did what he had to do. He had five and a half a carry, but it is Tyron Smith for sure. But it is definitely wavering on Dak Prescott as he now is Starting to fall into that sophomore slump. I mean, I know he's without Smith. I know he's without Elliott. Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to disagree with you, Scott. Here's my thing. I'm not telling you that Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback in the NFL, but it is an absolute embarrassment to the Dallas Cowboy fans that this coaching staff and and ownership thought they could go into the season with the offensive weapons that they had. Terrence Williams is a joke. Bryce Butler is terrible. Cole Beasley, I put on Twitter, two yards out is the Cole Beasley. They they have Jason Witten, who's 600 years old. They have no weapons for the guy. And Des Bryant can't separate. So, yes, I agree that Dak Prescott is not playing well, Scott. But I think it's an indictment. I think this team is not that good. They have no weapons, man. No, Why didn't they I, mean, I agree. I, I, I agree. I agree the weapons are not there. I put out a poll today on Twitter asking which of the three receivers was not a top 20. Des Bryant, Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Evans. The votes are leading towards uh, Des Bryant, and that's exactly where it is right now. He is the only one of those two outside of the top 20. So when you're drafting Des Bryant as a wide receiver one, one of the you know, seven, top seven or eight that you draft, you need more from him. And all he does is complain. He complains like he's the number one receiver. And then I think he put it out last night on Twitter that for a guy that complains a lot, he's got less points than Ted Ginn Jr. A lot so of yapping, that's man. A, Bloody That's a problem. It's all he does. I mean, he makes a four-yard catch, and he's like, yeah, I'm the man. Well, you need to do a little more. When's the last time you scored a touchdown? Give me something, Des. You do got to give the guy some weapons. Uh, but, again, the stat line looks bad for Prescott, 145 and three interceptions. This game was 9-7 Dallas at halftime. The game ended 37-9, so the Eagles just flipped the switch, and they said they had enough of this, and they pretty much uh, locked up the NFC East for themselves and took the Cowboys right out of contention. They are now the Cowboys for a wild card 
you know, Alfred Morris, he's terrible. He's obviously the guy. Look, Darren McFadden didn't even wasn't even activated in this game, so it was a two man show. Ron Smith did nothing to show me he's going to be involved. So it's it's Morris for you from a running game. Could be a serviceable high wide receiver uh, running back too. We 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 know how we feel about the receivers on the Eagles side. Economical for Wentz, one sixty eight two touchdowns. He's still a top three quarterback going forward at this point. Jay Ajayi, Legarrette Blunt, they kind of I want to say sixty forty Blunt, but Ajayi with the ninety one yards, so. I think Ajayi is the guy you play um, if you're playing one of these two running backs. And Corey Clement is starting to get involved in this offense a little bit. And his touchdowns and his carries were in, were when this game was close, as was Kenyon Barnier's touchdown. So a lot of action in the Eagles' backfield. Alshon Jeffrey, 4 for 67 in the touchdown. He continues to produce numbers. Very disappointed that Zach Hurts, only 2 for 8. But, you know, we'll just throw that one away. Every tight end has one of those games. So let's just toss that. He'll be fine the rest of the way. Anyway, ready, Corey, for, ready for this, Scott? I'm going to quiz you. Ready? Go ahead. Who has more? Who has more? Does LeGarrette Blunt have more rushing yards or Alshon Jeffrey have more receiving yards? Uh, well, by the way you're asking me this question, I'm going to lean Blunt. You know what? It, uh, it's close. Jeffrey does by six yards, Scott. Isn't it amazing? Jeffrey's had a big year, but his yardage is up in there. He's 567 receiving yards. Blunt has 561 rushing yards. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, well, Jeffrey got off to a real slow start, too. He's starting to heat up now. I mean, yard, the touchdowns there. I mean, what's he looking at? Five, six touchdowns now? He's, Jeffrey? Only, he's only got two. He's only got two rushing. Oh. Two rushing, maybe one receiving. Oh, no, I mean Jeffrey. I mean Jeffrey. Oh, has. Jeffrey is six. Yeah, he's six. Yeah, Very six, good. Right. Ready? Top five quarterback rest of schedule. Give me a yes or no. I'm going to give you a week. You tell me whether you think Carson Wentz is going to be a top five quarterback that week. Ready? Next week, home Bears. No. At Seattle. Everybody's a top five quarterback at Seattle right now, yes. At Rams. Yes. At Giants. Yes. Home Raiders. Yes. Scott and I our, like that Scott Bears and our big blue in that big blue league. If I get to that week sixteen, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. Sorry. That means you that means you need to get to the championship. I know, you better, I know, you better lock man. it up. You had a I know. You had a, you had a big win though this week, I believe, in that I league, know, right? No, but that went against you is gonna kill me. Sorry. Go ahead, finish off the Eagles. I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, that's it really. Listen, Torrey Smith, 3 for 28, touchdown. I don't think we're really playing Torrey Smith going forward. So, again, Zach Ertz will just throw that away as a bad game. And, uh, you know, that's really it. The Eagles turned it on second half. They're 9-1. and one. Listen, me saying the Vikings were the best team in the AFC was not a slight of the Eagles. They are as good as advertised, as good as they've been. I like the Vikings' defense probably a little bit better. And I just like the way on offense they're moving the ball. I mean, they have playmakers. They have Diggs, Thielen, and the running backs are producing – so it should be a battle there in the NFC. So no no shot at the Eagle fans, but the Eagles 9-1 pretty much locked up the NFC East with that win last night. All right, Scott, let's hit third quarter. All right, quarter three, let's preview the slate. We'll preview all the games uh, this week as we're doing here. Uh, we'll start with the Thursday night, the, the Thursday, uh, Thursday Thanksgiving slate. And the first one, traditionally it is, it's in Detroit. Six and four Lions hosting the eight and two Vikings. The Lions have any hopes of winning this division? This is a must-win game. Scott, memories of us when we used to have Thanksgiving at the grandfather's house there. We used to always go over, and I, I feel like we would have arrived in the middle of the Detroit game. I feel like that's the time when we arrived. This is always this is going to be a high-scoring game, and you would think it would not be. It's a short week. Defenses are battered up. The Vikings just blasted the Rams. The Lions went on the road against the Bears. This is going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be very, very tricky. I like a lot of people here. I think on the carpet you should start McKinnon. I know Slay is going to be an issue, but I'm not sure if he's going to follow Diggs all the way around. Plus, when they went to Washington, Scott, Diggs has run all these slant routes all over the place. So I think Diggs and Thielen you're going to start. Flip it over for the Lions. I would start Tate. I would start Marvin Jones. I know Xavier Rhodes probably going to be on Marvin Jones, I would think. So I'm going to say Tate's going to be a little bit better, but I still think Jones is going to be decent. Stafford, you start. Case Keenum in a pinch if you had to. I think this is a bonanza game. Yeah, I think this is a very good game to kick off that Thursday slate. There'll be a lot of action. There'll be a lot of DFS ownage in this game. Yeah, all the way around. Abdullah, not so much. I'll take everybody else, though. I think the Tate and Jones are good. I think Ebron will score again. This will be this, this will be one of those 35-31 openers, I believe, something like that for uh, Thursday. Next one, interesting now. I believe, are the Chargers underdog or are they favorite? It's very close. Chargers and Cowboys, break it down. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the Chargers are going to do what I thought they would do, which is potentially win this AFC East, uh, AFC West, this is a game they got to win. Chargers are a one-point underdog on the road, and the Chargers should win this game. Uh, right now, the way the Cowboys are playing, the Chargers have too much offensive firepower, I think, for the Cowboys to keep up with. With no Elliott, 
short week. I think they're hoping Tyron Smith's going to play, but, I mean, this is a short week. He was close Sunday, so maybe he plays. If he does, that helps the Cowboys a little bit. But I, I like Rivers here. He's a full go for me. Melvin Gordon's going to eat. Keenan Allen, I think we're going to see it again. I don't know if he's going to put up 12 for 159, but Keenan Allen will produce. You lay off Williams and Benjamin, and Hunter Henry's a play for me in this game as well. Cowboys side, I am not playing Prescott this week. I mean, you have for me, you need to see it. He's got to get a little bit better. we got to get him some help and weapons. Not playing Bryant. I will play Alfred Morris because I think he can run in, on this Charger defense. And Jason Witten, if you had to, as you know, a low tight end one value would be someone I would play here. But, you know, Chargers are plus one. When we put out our picks on Twitter later this week, this is a game I could very well be picking um, for me. So, yeah, a lot of offensive firepower on the Chargers side. I think the Cowboys are in trouble. Scott, I love Phillip Rivers this week. Here's some numbers. Throwing out the San Francisco game because it was San Francisco. Here are the touchdown passes allowed to quarterbacks. You ready? Four, two, two, three, one, two, two. Cowboys have given up a lot of touchdown passes to opposing quarterbacks. I think Phillip Rivers is going to do a big job here. Yeah, this is going to be a big game for Rivers. A big game for the Chargers as well. Sunday night, uh, Thursday night. I keep saying Sunday night. I apologize. Thursday night, Giants, Redskins. Before the season started, this was a good game on paper. Right now, not so much. Redskins, if they want any hope of making the playoffs from a wild card, they got to win this game at home. The Giants just playing out the string. Fantasy implications on both sides. Who, who's who's involved? Vernon Davis at home. You're definitely going to play him against the Giants here, that's for sure. Samaje P. Ryan, I love. I love Jamison Crowder. You got to be careful with Dotson. I think Dotson draws Jenkins. So you got a rookie there that's sort of been a little a lot of variance in his in production. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm a definite start on Josh Dotson, but I'd start Davis. I'd start Crowder. I start Cousins. I start P. Ryan. Flip it over for the Giants. You got to be able to find somebody better than Eli Manning. I wouldn't be crazy about Sterling Shepard. Uh, Redskins have a good pass defense. Shepard's coming off the migraines or he was hurt, whatever it was. Probably Arlene's dark while you start. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Evan Ingram as well. You talk about tight ends with the Redskins. We said the Giants have been bad. Redskins are the fourth worst against opposing tight ends, so I think you start Evan Ingram. I think these are three, Scott, really good Thanksgiving games. I think there's a lot of scoring in these games. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be a very exciting uh, Thursday Thanksgiving, especially when you're playing DFS. They lock you into that three-game slate, and DraftKings is offering you a DFS million on uh, Thursday. Go to Sunday. Atlanta hosting Tampa Bay. Atlanta coming off a short week. They're home. Tampa Bay, are they frisky now? Do they think they have a chance at four and six? I mean, is this blowout? I'm sure they think they have a chance, but I don't know if they do realistically. I mean, the Falcons, as we speak, are putting up a 31 spot against the Seahawks with about 13 minutes to go in the third, and they're driving to put up more. Maybe the Falcons are starting to get right. Maybe they needed this road game against the you know, Seattle team to get right. Yeah, this this will be this will be a very uh, entertaining game, I think, from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, Fitzpatrick could be a go as a quarterback too, if need be. Uh, Doug Martin, he's going to be an RB two. Mike Evans, the breakout's coming, and maybe this week, I think the breakout will be there as a wide receiver one. Uh, yeah, tight end wise, I can't tell you where to go, Braid or Howard. I mean, it's like flip a coin. Braid's kind of disappeared, so which means he'll probably be the one to show up. I don't want any anything to do with Deshaun Jackson this week. I know you like Chris Godwin. You want to throw him as a low wide receiver two, high wide receiver three, maybe, but not not so much for me. Falcon side, Matt Ryan will put up some numbers. This will be a nice get right game for him. He's having a decent game right now, but this will be a nice 280 yard game, two touchdowns, maybe more for Matt Ryan. So he's a full go. You got a lot of options, and this will be a good one to start. If Freeman's out, Coleman's a go as well. And you know, Mohamed Sanu is starting to, you know, yeah. I know you posed the question: Could Sanu out? perform Julio Jones. Sanu has scored tonight. He is starting to get there. So Muhammad Sanu creeping into that uh, high wide receiver two status as we move forward. Buccaneers are second worst against opposing fantasy wide receivers. I think you start everybody with confidence. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe even Austin Hooba. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Talked to you about my feelings in this one. The Battle of Ohio. I think the Browns get their first win. Bengals four and six. They're trying to stay alive. They are very much in the mix for a wild card as well with the Ravens. Fantasy standpoint, what do we got? Start with the Cleveland side. Are you playing anybody in this game? Yeah, it, listen, the wide res- the waiver wire pickings are very slim, Scott. If you need a wide mm. receiver right now, go out and grab Corey Coleman if somebody didn't do it last week because you've got, you're got an explosive guy, a big play guy. Kaiser's going to have to throw. Volume and opportunity are king. I am not telling you that Corey Coleman and Deshaun Kaiser are the best wide receiver quarterback combination. What I'm telling you is down the fantasy stretch drive, if you're looking for people that are available and you're stuck and you had Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman starts again this week, 
I don't think you should shy away from Deshaun Kaiser. They're going to let him play, and he gets a lot of running yards. A.J. Green next. This is probably a Joe Mixon game where he scores. Although I'm with you, I don't know what the spread is offhand, but the Cleveland-Cincinnati game ever since the Sam Weish days. Eight and a half. To eight and a half. I'll take the points there. I think that's going to be a little bit of a rivalry battle. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, tough one from the Cleveland side. Duke Johnson's questionable, so if he don't go in a short, uh, you know, this week, then maybe uh, the crow. Isaiah Crow, yeah. crow well, is, a, is a go. I agree with you, Corey Coleman. I think he was probably scooped up in most leagues. But, yeah, if Corey Coleman's out there, definitely worth the flyer. And the, the Cincinnati side, you kind of hit on it right there. So, Colts host Tennessee. Jacoby Brissett is still in the concussion protocol. Talk to me about this game. Big ramifications in the AFC South. Well, if Jacoby Brissett doesn't play, then the Titans will win this game. They better win this game. Uh, Scott Tolzien's not doing anybody any favors, not getting anybody the ball. So if Brissett is out, you can pretty much turn every one of the Colts' fantasy players off, with the exception of maybe Frank Gore and maybe Jack Doyle. T.Y. Hilton that, in a dome? I don't care. Not, not with Scott Tolzien. I, I can't. You want to put him out there as a wide receiver? I'm not going to take you to completely bench him. Do not expect 7-1-10 and a touchdown from T.Y. Hilton with Scott Tolzien. Jacoby Brissett plays, then we different scenario. Then T.Y. Hilton's a full go there. Uh, but with Tolzien, n- no interest at all. DeMarco Murray, yeah, you're Mariota first. Mariota, you start. Mariota should have a good game against a Colt defense that's allowing 287 yards a game in the past. And they're also allowing over 111 rushing. So this could be a good game for DeMarco Murray to get right. But if he doesn't produce here, then I think you really ought to be concerned. I know you like the schedule going forward, but he, he needs to step up a game here and get it done inside the dome uh, for me to have any interest going forward. Bills Chiefs. Is it Nathan Peterman, Tyrod Taylor? You sound like you, you hear it's leaning towards Peterman. The Bills are still 5-5, five and five and they're still holding down a wild card spot, but it's a matter of do they want it or not. Uh, they go into Kansas City against 6-4 and four Chiefs. Chiefs have lost 4-5. of five. Spread on this game is pretty high. Chiefs are laying 10 in this game, um, and that's probably with Tyrod Taylor being the quarterback. Just imagine if Nathan Peterman is. I'd expect that to go even higher. So your gut feeling, who is the quarterback for the Bills Sunday in Kansas City? I think they're going to start Peterman. I can't believe I'm saying it. I think they start Peterman. I think this is a mod game, mother of God game with the Chiefs and the Bills. The only thing that's holding me back, man, is in that 2015 championship that I had. Do you remember that? I had that defense set up, the Chiefs defense for weeks. Do you vaguely remember this? I played the Chiefs defense at home against a terrible Johnny Manziel-led Cleveland Brown team, and Manziel went running all over the place. So again, In theory, the Chiefs should roll this game by 30 points, but, you know, Tyrod wants to comes in the game, gets angry. I just don't think the Bills' defense has it, so I would play all Chiefs, fire away. I think Tyreek Hill finally scores at home in this game. Kelsey should have a big game for the Bills. You got to play shady, but the only way they cover this spread is if Tyrod Taylor starts or you think Peterman's going to get benched again. If you think Peterman is playing this game, how on earth do you not give the 10, Scott? And at this point, if you're going to start Peterman, it shouldn't matter what he does because he already went out and threw five interceptions and you pulled him once. You're going to start him again and pull him again? Look, if he starts, he should go all the way. But I think this line is set with Tyra Taylor being the quarterback. Uh, I think when Peterman gets in, you might see this dripped up to like 14. Uh, That's just my opinion on that game. The Patriots are starting to get it right. They're finally starting to get in that mode. I wish Mike Gillisley was still in the backfield, but he's not. They're hosting the Dolphins, Scott. Matt Moore, any shot? No, this game is 16, and it should probably be even higher. Uh, no interest anywhere on the Miami side except for Jarvis Landry. Maybe a little Devontae Parker. Um, you could start the running backs as low RB2s if you have to, but this game is going to be out of control. The Patriots should do what they need, what they do. The Dolphins historically have given them some trouble, but usually it's in Miami and not New England. So this should be a uh, Patriot uh, roll job, so to speak. Brady goes, Cooks goes, Gronk goes. If you're going to play roulette with the running backs, I'm with you. I think James White's turn is up, so that would be the route I go if you're going to do it. But other than that, these guys are all a full goal, and the Patriots should win this game big. Panthers, Jets, Jets four and six coming off the bye. They host the seven and three Panthers. The Jets still in a mix for a wild card if they wanted at four and six. So the, everybody in the AFC is in, is in the mix. Panthers coming off a big win against the Dolphins on that Monday night. They go in here to the Jets. Cam Newton, quarterback. What? Cam Newton, low end QB one. 
He runs. That's going to cause problems. Greg Olson and Ryan Khalil are back, are, are back, Scott, for this the Panthers this game. I think that's the big news. Panthers are going to win. It'll probably be a good battle for the first half, and they'll eventually pull away. I struggle with who to start with the Jets. Definitely Robbie Anderson. He's been hot. But outside of that, I'd probably let it be. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. No, no Bilal Powell interest for you if Matt Forte doesn't play? No. no I, I, I'm not, not interested in Bilal Powell. He hasn't performed. Eagles host the Bears. Scott, cold weather game. Just the starters? Just the basic people? Uh, yeah, no Mitch Trubisky, Jordan Howard to go. That's pretty much it uh, on the Bears side. I mean, he could start Tariq Cohen if you really wanted to, but I think it's Jordan Howard and that's it. And on the Eagles side, listen, the line's 13 and a half. I mean, the Bears played these teams tough, so I, I'm not expecting this to be like it was against Cowboys or against the Niners. I think the Bears will be close. I think they'll be within two scores in the fourth quarter and just be a matter of if they were to cover this game or not. Um, but the Bears' secondary is pretty decent. But, yeah, it's Wentz as a go. It's, for me, it's a Jai over Blunt. Jeffrey's a go. Ertz is a go. Seahawks 49ers. Seattle in the midst of a game right now against the Falcons. Or they are down eight with about seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 31-23. They will now go to see, uh, San Francisco to face the now 1-9 Niners who got their win against the Giants a couple weeks ago, coming off their bye. Thoughts on Russell Wilson and Seattle. Everybody a go. Anybody you're concerned with, would you start a running back? You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo starts, I think Carlos Hyde is a mid to high RB1 this week. I, I, I could see that. I, I think this could be a frisky game. Mm-hmm. Seattle on the road. Their defense is not good. Russell's going to have to pull some magic out of his rear end. They still don't have a rushing game. Doug Ball will have a good game. He's not having a good game tonight because he's getting true font, but he should have a good game in this one as well. But don't sleep on the Niners having a nice performance here coming off a bye with a good coach. They want to get some mojo going, and Garoppolo could start. Yeah, very possible Garoppolo starts line on that game. Only six and a half. A little sneaky in that That's line. why. That's why. Scott Oakland, Denver, what do you think? You with me on Denver not being as good on with the defense on the road? Do you think Oakland gets right? Or you think, uh, is this a C.J. Anderson game? Is it a Paxton Lynch game? What, what kind of game is this? Uh, it's not Paxton Lynch. It's a, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a Bronco running back. Let's put it that way, whichever it is. And I think it's going to be Booker. I'm with you. I think Booker is going to start, especially now at 3-7. and seven. I think Booker gets involved a lot more. You could start the wide receivers. I mean, if Lynch is just capable of getting on the ball, they should have enough targets where they both can get maybe four or five catches and one of them gets into the end zone, both as wide receiver twos. But this is a, I mean, this is a big game for Oakland. I mean, you, you got to win this game at home and you got to do it with a little bit of conviction. You know, they're only two and three at home. I know they lost the game in Mexico City, which was considered a home game. But, you know, Derek Carr has got to be a quarterback one this week. He needs to produce like a quarterback one. I'm not starting Marshawn Lynch. He stinks. Uh, Mari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, they should be full goes. Jared Cook could flirt with top five, top six tight end uh, status this week. Saints, Rams, next one on the docket from the NFC, 425. Very interesting game again. The Rams, they had the Vikings last week in a big battle. Now they're home for the Saints. Your thoughts on Drew Brees going into L.A. to face the Rams in a very, very crucial NFC matchup. It's a crucial game. The Saints have won eight in a row. Can they win nine in a row? You're starting all the Saints that you would start, Thomas, Ingram, Kamara, Breeze the whole bit. Don't start Colby Fleener. Not Ted Ginn on on the out when you're outside for the Rams. Yeah, Scott, you'd start Robert Woods here. He's home. If you had a quarterback and you needed one, Jared Goff. Who would I start Jared Goff over? I'd start Jared Goff over Russell Wilson at San Francisco. I'd start Jared Goff over Cam Newton in New York. I'd start Jared Goff. Would you start Jared Goff or Marcus Mariota in Indianapolis? I would start Marcus Mariota. Jared Goff or Ryan Fitzpatrick at Atlanta? Jared Goff. All right, and there you go. Uh, you st- uh, Watkins, do you start Watkins in this game? Lattimore's nope. going to probably be on Watkins. Again, wa- nope. the thing is, Watkins gets the top cornerback, and I know Woods gets those well, guys once in a while, but he gets so, the targets. So does that mean he's falling into the Des Bryant syndrome? He can't separate? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think he can separate at all. Maybe that's why the Bills got rid of him. I, I still think they're tanking. But, yeah, so pretty much straightforward. That's a good game. I'm interested to see that game. It's going to be a fun one. Rank them one, two, three. Ingram, Gurley, Kamara. PR standard. PPR. Gurley, Kamara, Ingram. So Ingram's third. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, he's on the All road right. and Kamara catches more passes. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Blaine Gabbert, can he work the magic against Saxonville? Saxonville comes to Arizona hanging around. No Dave Johnson yet, but Arizona's going to have to have a big performance. I could see Blake Bortle struggling here. What do you got for Jacksonville, Arizona? Revenge game for Blaine Gabbert? Could be. Could be. Out of boy, now you're thinking. Now I like that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, Jacksonville defense has been good on the road. They've been good at home. They're four and a half point favorite on the road. I think I think you play Fournette. I think you play Marquise Lee. 
And you could start to maybe consider playing D.D. Westbrook going forward. He'll be involved. You know, the Jaguars will win this game. The Cardinals just, I don't think, will be good enough against the defense. You're starting. You're not starting playing Gabbert. And I honestly don't even think you're starting Adrian Peterson. Honestly, I would sit Adrian Peterson. I know he's the only guy there now. But I just, after that one game, I've seen nothing since he's been there. The teams are going to focus in on him now with Blaine Gabbard as quarterback. Fitzgerald's a go, and that is it. Everybody else, the law firm are Brown, Brown, and Nelson. You sit them all. I can't believe this next game, Scott, is Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, well, kicking it to you. Sunday night. Uh, listen, at the beginning of the season, this oh, was pegged as, as Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers. And I believe the flexing out only starts next week. Um, so it was unable to do be done. But the Steelers are at home against the Brett Hundley-led Green Bay Packers. Steelers are laying 14 in this game. Talk to me. Does Green Bay have a shot? I go against a lot of Steelers in a couple of my fantasy battles. The only thing I'm trying to figure out, Scott, is who's not going to eat. I don't think Ben's going to throw four touchdowns and Brown's going to catch three and Bell's going to have two. I, I That I don't think. I'm trying to figure out who's not going to get the touchdowns. And I don't have an idea. I think you're playing everybody. I mean, the, the Steelers are going to roll. You lo- the, the person I love the best, the, the the fantasy play I love the best out of both teams, what do you think? Fantasy play you love the best. The fantasy play. That's why I said it that way. Well, I don't think you're going to go Juju Smith-Schuster. It's not a player. It's, lean- it's not a player. No, then it's a Steeler defense. It's the Steeler defense. Oh, dear Lord. They had 70 points <laughs> this week against the Titans. What are they going to do on Sunday night against the Packers and Brett Hundley? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> A little bit of important note here. Marcus Gilbert was suspended today, four games for PED, so he'll be off that offensive line, but still to steal the back of the line, it should be fine. Uh, listen, uh, you know, they paid. This was supposed to be Rogers Roethlisberger, not Brett Hundley Roethlisberger. The Steelers should do what they do. They they have four of their last six at home after that win last week, so they are in prime position to make some noise, and they should handle business Sunday night against the Packers. Scott, I have no interest in this Monday night game. Thank God you're doing it. Baltimore hosting Houston? <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, listen, it is, but this is, you know, we have no interest, but this is a big game for both teams from a playoff standpoint. Ravens are five and five. They're battling for a wild card with the Bills and the Jaguars and the Titans. And the Texans, if they were to beat the Ravens here, they're bright in the wild card situation because we're all expecting the Bills to lose with Nathan Peterman. So, big game here. Fantasy implications. Tom Savage, no. Lamar Miller, yes, now because he is the only game in town with Foreman out. So, he's a go. To Hopkins, yes, of course. Um, other than that, I don't know if I have. Faith in Bruce Ellington. C.J. Fedorowicz, I'll give him another shot. Will Fuller is not going to play, so that's where I'd go on the Houston side. Baltimore side, I know the game's at home, but I'm still not starting Joe Flacco. I, I can't do it with any conviction. He's just not doing enough for me. Alex Collins, you know, Texans are good against, against the run. Danny Woodhead's back. Allen's there. I think that's almost a situation you're going to stay away from. So, really... Maybe Jeremy Macklin's a wide receiver, too. I know Mike Wallace scored last week, but, again, we talk about every week. The Ravens really don't give you much from a fantasy standpoint. I expect – this is – the Ravens are a seven-point favorite at home. Uh, I think that's too much. I think the Texans' defense is good enough to against a very, very pedestrian uh, Raven offense to keep this game close. And I almost like the Texans to win the game. Uh, so fantasy implications, not much. Miller, Hopkins, a go. Maybe Fedorowicz, Macklin, and that's about it for me. All right, buddy, let's hit fourth quarter. All right, fourth quarter here. We'll touch on some DFS and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We'll start. Let's start with the Thursday slate. We'll just focus on those three games. I think both of us put together a lineup here. You maybe want to go, uh, yo, shot for shot, head for head, position sure. by position. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Like. Let's do a partnership. All right, I'll start our quarterback. I'm going to roll with Philip Rivers on the road in Dallas. I, I really like Rivers. I just couldn't fit him in. I ran out of money, so I ended up paying down for Matt Stafford. I think Stafford is safe. I know the. Um, I know the Vikings have a good defense, but I think Stafford is safe at home. I think he's going to put up numbers, and he's a little bit cheaper than Rivers. But I think Rivers is the best play. I just I can't afford him. And where'd you go running backs? What's your, what's your starting pair? Got to start Melvin Gordon. I think he's just so involved in that Charger offense. I think the Dallas defense stinks. He's 8,100, man, so he was super expensive. And do you have to ask me who my second running back is? The password is Samaje. I agree with you. I went Melvin Gordon there. He's a must-use as well. But I drew Drake McKinnon in there as my second running back uh, with the 5,200. I think, like you said, on the turf, that's a good play there. Wide receivers, well, I added another charger. I'm going right back to him. Keenan Allen, I'll stack him. I will use him with Adam Thielen and Josh Dotson. Interesting. I, I love Allen. you got to play him when he has that big game, especially against the Cowboys. I don't think they're shutting him down. I'm going to go with the Xavier Rhodes theory on Marvin Jones. And because of that, I needed a cheap a play here, Scott, and I took TJ Jones. 
TJ right, so, Jones. Yeah, wow, you so you paid up in these other positions. I paid up the other positions. You'll see who I had uh, for the rest of the positions, <clears> and I went with Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate sixty two hundred on the carpet PPR. He's not going to get roads. I think that the uh, lines are going to score. It's not going to be Abdullah. It's not going to be Riddick. I'm taking a chance. It's not going to be Ebron Ebron because I like a better uh, tight end better, which I'm sure you do as well. So I went Keenan Allen, TJ Jones, Golden Tate. Yeah, lie. So you, you'll have an early stack. So if the Lions don't produce, your lineup will be dead pretty early. But yeah. listen, uh, I like Vernon Davis. Uh, Money wise, couldn't do it. So you know where I went. I went Eric Ebron. I did. I am going Ebron here at 3,100 on the premise that he's going to get four catches and score a touchdown. Well, that's where we made the sacrifice. I went Davis. Yeah, I definitely like Davis. And my flex, the password is Samaje. Oh, interesting. Uh, right church, wrong PO. Jamison Crowder. I think he has a big game there. Uh, so I got Crowder, Davis, and Samaje. I can't get away from three Redskins. Yeah, well, I, I loaded up on the Chargers. Rivers, Gordon, Allen. And you know what? I put the Charger defense for back-to-back scores. Same for me, partner. Charger defense. Very good. And I got 400 left yeah, in the so bank, but that doesn't matter. I got 100 I got 100 left, and I put this together. I like this lineup. Boom, hit the save button. I ain't doing it for $75, but we'll, we'll get a couple entries in there. So there you go, folks. And listen, Scott and I started this podcast recently this year. It's gone incredibly well. We've had some great reviews on iTunes, a lot of support out there from Twitter. So uh, we want to express myself. I'm sure I speak on behalf of Scott. Thank you. We're very thankful that you listen to us, that you actually put some time in, reviews, you critique us, whether you hate us, you love us on Twitter at PUT Blitz, myself at Randall Rant, Scott at SCOT557 on Twitter. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday partner because you just no presents. You just give thanks. You sit around, you have turkey, and you watch football. Absolutely. Thankful is a key word, especially this week. We appreciate all the support, the following. We know we gave you the you know, the holiday week. Get this one loaded show that you get this week. But look for us on Twitter all throughout the week. You'll get the picks. You'll get some picks for the Sunday slate as well as if any many you're going to tackle this $75 uh, DraftKings million. You know, even you got questions on FanDuel, you could draw them our way. I got some information for FanDuel as well. But listen, we want to thank you all for the support, the following. You like us. If you're new to the show, give us a review rating. You can follow us on all those platforms that Mike just said. And we will be back next week with the regular slate. My partner, it's been a pleasure. And I look forward to kicking your fanny in DFS. Ah, uh, stop. I beat you again last week. You didn't, you didn't say nothing about it. Get, getting beat again. Oh, you killed me. Yeah, you smoked friend. me two weeks in a while. Yeah, you smoked me. Totally smoked me. Well, well said. Picks are going well. Teams are going well. We got some fantasy battles. Am I going to break here, Scott? I'm going to make the playoffs in your league finally. You know what? Yeah, it's a tough loss for you. I bounced back with a big win. It's tight, but I, I think you'll get in. But I think you're going to get in as a five or six, and you'll have to go that three-week battle. Right here. I'm ready. Pick it up. We'll see you, folks.